This is Adam Lightman Bailey, and you are listening to The Real Talk Podcast. This is Jennifer Rodarte with Compass, and you're listening to The Real Talk Podcast. Hey, this is Lane Johnson representing Compass and Aspen, and you are listening to The Real Talk Podcast. Hello, this is Steve, and we're with Wider Brothers of Compass in the D.C. metro area, and you're listening to The Real Talk Podcast. This is Naomi Klein representing the Compass office in Beverly Hills, and you're listening to The Real Talk Podcast. What up, everybody? This is Chef Jack Harris at the uh, Talk Team Podcast. This is Jade with the Jessica Northrup team from Denver, Colorado, and you are listening to The Real Talk Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Real Talk. As you may know, we have been covering every market that we have offices in in the United States. Uh, We hit uh, the COVID-19, the state of the market for COVID-19 in D.C., we, uh, last week, I had the pleasure of bringing on Ari Offshar from LA, our founding agent in LA. And we've done our founding agent in Chicago, uh, one of the top teams in the DMV area. For those of you who, you know, refresher, DMV means DC, Maryland, and Virginia. And obviously we've been to uh, Boston and in one of the most important markets, in my opinion, in my favorite market, uh, in, the, in the beautiful state of Colorado, we have Jessica Northup from Denver, Colorado. She's the founding member of our Denver office. If you want to know a little bit more about her and her beginnings, uh, please go back and listen to episode three. She was one of my first guests, one of the first believers of the Real Talk podcast. (laughs) I really appreciate it. And uh, Jessica, thank you again for coming along. And uh, how are you doing? It's my it's my pleasure to be here. And of course, it's my birthday. Happy birthday. How's it feel to be 24 again? How's it feel to be 24 again? 24 again is wonderful. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> no, you know, it's, it's all about uh, not the actual age. It's just, they say age is just a number, but it's more about how you feel and how you act and, the, you know, your personality. And I don't know if you were on the Barbara, Barbara Corcoran uh, Zoom call that we just had with Compass, but mm-hmm. she just mm-hmm. turned 70 years old. And you know, wow. she, one of her key things to stay young and to act young and have that personality is to always be curious. And I feel like you're mirroring that type of personality. Yeah, you always have to be learning and trying new things. And um, it's been a good year and nice trip around the sun. Obviously the last eight weeks have been a little strange, um, but overall, you know, blessed life. So all is good. Good, good. Well, let's get right into it. We know that Colorado mirrors, the governmental orders mirror the rest of the United States. The restaurants are closed. Unfortunately, the mountains, Bale Mountain and all the resorts are closed from the public, the private mountains are all closed. And your businesses and restaurants obviously are now operating at a reduced capacity. So tell me a little bit about what's going on today in Denver as far as your business is concerned. And how have things changed since, let's just say, on or about March 15th? Yeah. Um, you know, it's been a very trying time, I think, for everyone. And we've all been in this learning. We've never been through anything like this. Um, I think as a real estate you know, community and as a Compass community, we've, we've done a really good job of like sharing information and collaborating and um, sharing different new ways of doing business in different markets. So um, that has helped me here in the local Denver market. Um, you know, we're still in a really strong market here. Um, we have single family homes, um, one month of inventory. 
Uh, condo inventory is about a month and a half. So we're really still in a seller's market. Um, and I think one of the big things that people have been worried about is, are we in the 2008, 9, and 10 market? Is that where we're headed? Mm-hmm. And we've seen really some key differentiators between that market and this market, where in 2008, 9, and 10, we were already a bounce market or we were already in a buyer's market. And then as the, as the economy started to go down, that's where people owed more money. We still have a significant amount of um, equity, our sellers do in the properties, and our inventory is still, um, you know, the the demand is outpacing supply. And until we can, you know, get more balance, then I think we'll, you know, Denver will rebound. We're down about 13% for the year, um, but we really feel like just that spring market is now going to be more of a summer market. Okay. Uh, Talk about down 13%. What does that mean? Is it down as in in terms of saturation rate, 13%, or are you talking about inventory? Our sales are down about 13%. So um, from last year, from 2019. But again, I think we're going to read, we have a very strong um, second quarter. Typically March to June is our, um, our best, you know, time of year to sell. And we see a lot of transactions in that quarter or that, that um, period in time. Because of COVID, obviously, we haven't been able to operate as usual. And so we're really expecting that that's just going to now kind of pick up and hopefully go through the summer, which is a little bit different timing for our market. Right. So, you know, Laura Mitchell Wood in Chicago actually said the same thing. You know, the, the demand has essentially stopped, but it doesn't mean that it's disappeared. The, mm-hmm. As a result, it's going to be a stronger or busier summer market leading into a fall or even a winter market, depending on how long this uh, quarantine extends. So tell us, a, a, you know, we have two case studies. Uh, we're one, you, we, a, a buyer that I sent you, a friend of mine, uh, is in contract and is scheduled to close on, on, on I believe, this Friday. That mm-hmm. house apparently was only on the market for five or six days. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell me about wh- where is it the most busy? Wh- where what's where's all the, yep. the drive from the buyers coming from? Sure, um, I think Denver Central, Denver proper is is still a very high demand area, um, and anything really under really under seven fifty and probably under a million that demand is really there, um, and so that's going to continue to drive the market. You know, as you go out into the suburbs and you get over a million, I think we're a million and up. We're in more of a balanced market for sure. So there is inventory over a million dollars. And that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And if we do see some price reductions and adjustments um, over the next 60 days to when sellers are trying to turn those properties. and that, But that's yet to play out. It's been such a strong market. I don't think anyone is ready to do a fire sell or make a drastic uh, reduction. They really want to, the sellers want to see how the market's going to respond. Um, and, you know, I think we all have to wait and see. I think if there's an adjustment to rates even lower than where they are now, that could drive that market um, through the summer. Going back to the first part of your answer, it, it seems like the under one million market. So mostly, probably hope for time home buyers that want to live in that central district of Denver, where it's cool, hip. You could walk to restaurants and bars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things of that nature. You know, those buyers sh- should not expect insane discounts, crazy deals. Absolutely not. Uh, you know, slow listings that that just stay on the market forever. I mean, it seems like uh, that is a, a completely uh, false hope for some of these first-time home buyers, thinking that this pandemic is perhaps one of the best opportunities to undercut the market by twenty percent. Absolutely not. That is not true. 
And out in Denver, over the last 44 years, we haven't seen values go down. 40 of the years, values have gone up. Only four years have we seen a plateau or values dip. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have a very strong traditional um, and historic market in Denver. Um, But that price point, you have got to be prepared just like you were last summer or over the last eight years to be prepared with a lender, be pre-approved, get in flow with the market. So as things come on the market, you're ready to make offers pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, Our second case study, they they came out for their first day at Look at Properties and um, saw a property they liked. Our second study that we were talking about um, earlier that we just put in our contract and they were a little behind being in flow with the market because as soon as we showed the house, I got a um, notification that off, one offer's already come in. Are you going to bring another offer? <laughs> you know, and so they were, you know, that's where it's like get in flow because that's how quickly the market is going to continue to turn and operate and you have to be ready to perform if you want to secure a property. Was it this busy pre-COVID? Let's just say before yeah. March 15th, was that market even busier? Oh, um, before it was, it was busy. And I think it was more, um, how our market usually works in Denver is January to March is kind of the stuff starts to come on the market. And then you really see a lot of properties come on and buyers kind of re-engage when it gets a little bit warmer yeah. into March. Yeah. And so it was busy. Um, but this time of year into March, April, May, June is a very busy time, um, there may be a little bit of a pent up demand, I would say, and just like people getting back up there, but that's such a competitive price range just historically and year round that you, you have to be in flow with the market and be ready to perform. What Pretty would quick. you say, so the, the advice you would give to these first time homebuyers, we're going to talk about this, the over 1 million shortly, but the, the, those that are in the maybe under 1 million that want to be in areas like the Rhino or the Highlands mm-hmm. or whatever or within Denver, your message mm-hmm. is essentially just be prepared. It's going to be competitive. Uh, uh, would you say now is the best time to buy because the pandemic is slowing things down? Or would you say it wouldn't really matter between, you know, now versus, you know, 10 months from today? Um, I would jump in today. I don't see there again. We go back to what we have to go back to is the data of inventory and we're nowhere near a balanced market. And the only thing that will help with pricing or having some leverage is when we have more inventory to choose from and things aren't moving as quickly. So again, if we only have one month supply of homes, that's very small. You know, yeah. we're not in a balanced market. So I would jump in now. Rate, who knows what rates are going to do? Where are you going to get three and a half percent? It could go up. It could go down, but to get a rate of three and a half percent and get started on ownership where things are traditionally going up four and five percent every year, start yeah. building your wealth now. Why wait another six, eight, nine months? Right. Yeah, no, that, that's an interesting. Uh, I feel like you're, you're, your voice seems to be the most confident out of every market. And I expected this. I wouldn't expect any less from you. <laughs> also. You know, having, yeah. having, having spoken to so many markets across uh, the U.S., they're just the spectrum is so different. And I feel like what you're telling me, Denver seems to be perhaps one of these still one of the most, most resilient and strongest markets mm-hmm. in the United mm-hmm. States. So that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's good for you. It's great news for you. Let's talk about the, mm-hmm. the, the second tier home. Let's just say one to 2 million, maybe even 3 million, maybe the second, third or fourth mm-hmm. home buyers. You know, how is that market right now in Denver? Um, I have a lot of things in that price range and, um, 
there may be a little bit of opportunity. We shall see again over the next 60 or 90 days. Um, the inventory is more balanced. So we're in a balanced market in that price range. Okay. Um, it's going to come down to really find, you're going to probably, you know, finding the special and unique properties are still going to move very quickly. Okay. So if you have open space, views, acreage, um, you know, really upgraded, those properties I think are still going to move pretty well. Um, but um, the buyers might have a little more opportunity there to negotiate. And I think sellers in that market really have prepared to have their home showcasing at the very top level. Um, presentation is key and getting exposure through, you know, more creative forms of advertising, I think is even going to become more and more important. Mm -hmm. When you're talking about that price point, you know, is this some of the more unique homes may, may trade. Uh, I, I'm sure you may have already heard, but it, it looks like uh, the former New York City mayor, Michael Bloomberg, Michael Bloomberg uh, he just closed on something. He closed on like, he closed on mid-April on a uh, $45 million Colorado ranch about an hour wow. drive from Aspen. Yep. It's a 4,600 yep. acre ranch uh, known as, mm -hmm. I guess, called the Westlands. And mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, built by the co-founder of KKR. And mm -hmm. would you say that would be a good example of properties that are trading that are unique or is that just some sort of anomaly that maybe should be discussed? That is an anomaly. That is an anomaly. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I, that would be an anomaly. It's 45 million. All right. Anomaly. You do have um, that are, really special. You do have some special listings that have, that come with a, I don't know, New Yorkers. I don't even know how we call them, but they come with horses. They horses, acreage, you know, horses, acreage, views have a couple of really beautiful properties up in Evergreen, Colorado. And we're still getting interest from there for people wanting second homes. So interest from people from Oklahoma, from Texas, from California. Um, so we're still getting some interest there. Those are special and unique, really um, high demand areas with, with special locations that hopefully we'll be able to, you know, withstand um, this market. And, and still do well. That I think that market is more the question mark is, is where is that going to go? And will there be a little bit of flex in pricing and negotiation? Um, and likely that will happen. I would, in my opinion. Yes. Understood. Understood. So you have mm -hmm. about, you have about 12 listings on the market right now, combination of coming soon's active already on the market and uh, mm -hmm. pending status. You don't mm -hmm. have to give me a specific seller or anything like that, but talk to me about, the psychology of these sellers who mm -hmm. decided, okay, it's quarantine. Technically, it's harder to show. You're really not allowed to show, but you know, I guess there are some controlled, controlled uh, private appointments that you can have. What's the psychology behind these sellers that are open to keeping these apartments on the market, technically during a pandemic where it could, it could potentially just rack up days on market? Um. I think that the for the majority of my clients, they were um, cautious about showings, but they were open to them. Mm -hmm. And more that they would say, we're, they would come to me. I wouldn't necessarily come to them and say, can I still show it? They would be, usually, you know, most of them would say, just so you know, we can still show the property with precautions. Um, we're okay with that. Okay. Um, I think most of them right now feel like it's a moment in time. They've all been in this Denver market. They're going to let it play out. I don't feel like anyone is panicking or like they're going to just drop value or drop pricing. Right? They're going to let it kind of pick back up. Let, let's see what the market's actually going to do. Um, I haven't seen a lot of panic from sellers, even at price point yet. 
60, 90 days will be very telling. Very, very telling. Okay. Yeah. The biggest challenge will be 60. I mean, you have uh, 7,007 North Daniels Park Road asking for 7.6 million. I mean, these are not necessarily homes that people just buy, you know, right, you know, just without kind of virtually viewing them and not. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's correct. Yep. Right. So I'm so, I suppose maybe let's talk about the contrast, contrast and the difference of difference in the psychology between a seller like that versus a seller that, you know, maybe in in a more affordable home in let's see, you have a 12, six, uh, one, two, six, two, zero North Antelope trail asking, uh, $800,000, $800,000. Bargain, a bargain. Let's let's sell that today. <laughs> oh, yeah. How's that a bargain? Um, it's four bedrooms. Yeah. I feel like they're they're honestly, I feel like their psychology is much the same where they're gonna let it play out. Interesting. They're gonna let it let it let the market respond. The the ones that you're seeing there are those are more suburban areas. Mm-hmm. And so I think they wanna wait and see. In those areas, you're probably gonna have people who have, you know, more likely you're gonna have um, families with kids. They've been managing homeschooling, um, people have been working from home. It's kinda of a little bit more of a different demographic than most other proper. And so they are gonna like let's just see how the market responds and no one's panicking. I don't feel like there's a lot of panic and they just want to let it play out for 60 or 90 days. I'm on them every single week with showing activity with feedback. Um, what's the market doing? What's going under contract? Um, we're starting to see it turn a little bit and I'm starting to see price reductions over 3 million. They're yeah. making some price reductions every single day in Greenwood right. village. I'm seeing that market adjust right. pretty quick, but really the million to probably two, they're going to wait and see. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. what about, do you have any sellers that just said, hey, Jessica, I have no confidence in the market. I'm freaking out about COVID. I'm just going to take it off. Um, I had, I do have um, one client like that, this but it was, it was, it was, that was a, that was a seller who would be more at risk. They had, a, had immune, immune issues, health issues, okay. and that's actually the right thing that's to do. Totally. But I think that they're, but who are more impacted by maybe directly impacted by the virus um, and have more of a health concern. I think that makes them have concern about everything a little bit more. What's the market going to do? The health is, you know, they're very affected by it on a day-to-day basis. Then their mind seems to wonder a little bit more like, are we going to see a crash? Is something going to happen? That particular client put their home off the market. But I think slowly they're now starting to re-engage too as to what it looks like and what would be safest for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what do you think in your, I mean, crystal ball, what's going to happen in Denver? Are you guys going to open up into a, a safer at home instead of stay at home, safer at home? Is it going, do you think the schools will open up a little bit sooner? Restaurants? Do you think the quarantine will be lifted where you can actually do open houses? I mean, what do you think is going to happen in the next 30 days? I don't think open houses will come back for a, a, a very, an extended period of time. I don't think we'll have open houses through the summer. Honestly, I don't know what that looks like. And that might be, that might be an industry change. Honestly, that might just be a change in our industry. Um, and our market, I mean, different markets, that's a big deal. You know, I think a lot of agents do open houses. I don't think that's a key to selling a home in the Denver market. Um, but that could change just overall. Um, we, everything's opening Our safer at home is opening on May 8th. So this Friday, So we're starting to see some loosening up of we're still we're showing with proper restrictions. You know, now we used to be able to just 
um, there'd be multiple showings at the same time, especially on a hot property. You might have three or four agents going through at the same time. Now you have a scheduled, only your party can go through at a scheduled time. Maybe that's an improvement also you know, to, our, to how we do business. Um, mask, of course, gloves. Um, so we're kind of getting back into it. School are out for the summer. Yeah. <laughs> Hooray. Um, <laughs> if they don't come back in the, in the fall, that's a whole nother podcast that we'll need to do. But um, we're really hoping that kids go back to school. Hopefully, if everything kind of it's safe to do so, um, go, they go back to school in August. It'll be an interesting summer. Thoughts of the audience while we're on the topic of schools and kids. Thoughts of the audience about what grades they're in and how they're faring during the pandemic here. My kids? Yes. Is that yeah? Oh yeah. My daughter, she's 20. She actually went back to school in Kansas. So she's going to take um, online schooling and get back into her job. So she went back about a week ago. Cool. Um, I have a freshman in high school. He's yeah. doing online classes, doing well, like, Good. you know, gets to sleep in a little bit longer. So he's happy. And then lucky for me, my second grader is being homeschooled by my husband. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that, that's I got a little pass there, so I'm kind of happy about that. Good, yeah. good, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I guess you're you're pretty good at balancing your life. Uh, you know, obviously you're on the podcast, but you've got all these deals going on, and then you have, you have three kids. <laughs> so that's a, that, that can be a challenge, and I'm sure if the if the school year doesn't open in the fall, that could change the dynamic of some sellers as well, because these sellers are also it, busy with their kids. Really, it will. And I think that that's where that million to two and a half or more, mil, you know, um, that market. Um, it'll be interesting to see their kids are all home during the summer, too. Yeah. Will that change how they can they move? Can't they move? Don't I would like to buy. Kids, right? Yeah. So that's business school, homeschooling. Right. Right. So that's the unknown. You know, that is the unknown. We still have a fair amount of relocation business coming into Denver. We still have people moving to Denver. So yeah. that's, that's exciting. And that's more of that market um, that they, they're those jobs support that price range. So um, that's good news. And uh, fingers crossed. I'm hopeful that um, we'll continue to see a strong market um, through the summer. So I know you're busy and you're going to have to go soon, but uh, one more question pertaining to this market you know, 9% unemployment rate, uh, New York, New York City, you know, has just, just this month, maybe 10 million more recorded unemployment, uh, you know, as far as their status is concerned. This, this unemployment issue is, is huge. This is not a mortgage-backed recession. This is not a bank-backed recession. Uh, this is not the Lehman crisis. But what makes Denver so special? What kind of jobs are they in? Why are the banks lending to these people when unemployment rates are so high? Um, you know, we, I think that it's another interesting question because um, Denver has been the type of market over history where it was very specific to industry, oil yeah. and gas. Oil and gas went down, housing went down. Um, in, in 2000, um, really, really tilted toward telecom and the telecom industry. Telecom went down. Housing yeah. kind of followed. Yeah. So we've seen that. And over the last 10 years, we've really diversified. So I wouldn't say it's even driven by one specific um, profession or industry. It just is we've diversified so much and where we're not just a one one um, profession or industry town right. now. It's just yeah. diversified. And I think that's what makes it um, attractive and be able to support these the housing and be able to qualify 
Um, hopefully we bounce back too from the unemployment, you know, being lower. Hopefully we're going to get back. It's more furloughed. And as things open back up, those people are reemployed and we can, and hopefully that will help. I right. think. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, well, we have buyers that come up to me all the time and they say, okay, now how much more can I get off? You know, 10, 20, 10, 10%, 20%, 30%. It, they look at the unemployment mm-hmm. figures and they say, we are in a severe recession, but you know, you, the truth of the matter is in a market like yours, over the mm-hmm. last 10 years, Denver has become more resilient than ever based on mm-hmm. not just the one-trick pony reliance on the oil industry or the telecom industry. So that's very mm-hmm. interesting here. You know, New York City was very similar. New York City was at one point just pretty much all Wall Street. It was driven by Wall Street. But mm-hmm. now you have tech and you have other sectors coming in. So um, mm-hmm. that's really interesting to hear. Uh, do you want to give the audience, uh, before we, we you know end here, uh, any sort of message or advice for those that uh, may be coming into Denver or want to one day move and buy in the Denver, Colorado market. Just call me. I'm the best there ever was. <laughs> I'm, I'm the best <laughs> in the West. <laughs> you were going to say that. <laughs> and, 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 uh, they already, they already that's all I can say. <laughs> best in the West. Um, come to Denver. Denver is a beautiful town. Great place to, to live. Um, sun is out finally. We had a little bit of a war, uh, cold winter this year. So hopefully um, we'll have more of a mild winters for the next couple of years. Except for, of course, in the mountains. We want all that snow oh, up yeah. in the, the Vale Valley, um, et cetera. But it's uh, a beautiful place to live. Lots of outdoor activity. And uh, it is important. I think that to leave whoever you hire, it still is a competitive market. So hire someone who's going to give you every advantage to secure the right property at the right price and keep you protected. I know you have a very important offer that you just submitted. I know it's your birthday today. You have, you got you got another showing apparently. You got a lot to do, so I'm going to let you go. Yeah. But okay. thank you so much for coming on. And uh, if I see you this week, you know, let me know if you're up, up here this weekend. If I'm around, we'll. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a shout for sure. I'm good. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Real talk. All right. Bye.